Welcome to the Piped Up Podcast. I am your host, Wesley Jones. You can call me Pipes. Joining me today, I have Austin the Hammer Hamlet. Actually, I think I've called you that. So, uh, Hammerhead Hamlet. There you go. And Matthew E.D. Edson. Um, <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> Uh, we got a fun episode today. We're going to be talking about the Pac-12. I know Ed is really excited to talk about his Arizona State Sun Devils. Works up, and uh, can't wait to talk about Arizona and how great they did oh, in recruiting. Oh, what do you think of uh, of the Big Twelve or Big Twelve? That was last week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, about the the Pac-12. I mean, do, do you have big expectations for them coming into this season? Um, I'll answer that first. No, uh, not really. I mean, Oregon will be good. And Washington, Washington State will beat up on each other. I love Washington State. I love Mike Leach, um, but no, I don't. I, I expect them to miss the playoffs again this year. Uh, I actually, I'll need to sit down and look at my numbers a little bit more. But I think there'll probably be two teams from one conference again this year. I'm pretty sure it'll probably be the SEC again, uh, but I'll need to go back and look at it. That's just kind of my early feeling about it. No, I don't think the Pac-12 has got really much. I mean, not top end top you know, 10 programs in the country. I mean, Oregon is on the come up, uh, come up with Justin Herbert returning. Right. Um, I think that's great for them, but mm, Stanford's not what they were. Uh, even though I really love David Shaw, Bryce Love's gone. Yeah. Bryce Love is gone. Um, trying to think Washington, they'll be fine. They'll be nine and three. That's good. I mean, it's a good season. I'd love to go nine and three. USC still USC not what they should be. Uh, you have a lame duck coach with Clay Helton who will be fired at the end of this year. So this uh, year, it's finally going to happen. Oh yeah. Well, his last his last ditch effort was was getting uh, Kingsbury, and then Kingsbury jumped ship, and I I think that was what he was betting to keep his uh, job was Kingsbury. So right. now that he's gone, he's a lame duck, which is interesting seeing how well they did in recruiting. I'll get into that later, but. Uh, no, I, I, I don't. Um, I don't have high hopes for the Big Twelve or psh, the Pac Twelve. Good lord, we <laughs> cannot get those two straight. I, I, I know the difference in the Pac Twelve and the Big Twelve. I promise. It's just because we were talking about the Big Twelve before this. Yeah, I think. I know, and we all know that I think uh, Pac Twelve superior in just about every way. Right. Well, let's let's get into yeah. it. Let's see if uh, you're on to something. Okay. So first off, we're going to cover Washington. Uh, they uh, ranked 16th nationally. They matched uh, last season's mark. Uh, looking at this class, I mean, it, it's pretty impressive. Um, they got eight early enrollees and, uh, and then 15 other guys that uh, signed letters of intent. But looking at the rest of the class, um, only uh, three linebackers in this class. So, I mean, it's, it's, not, it's not terrible. Um, I mean, I, yeah, yeah, I'd say it's then. Um, no, they I, don't play defense in the Pac-12, though, so it's fine. Not, yeah, not too much, but um, <laughs> I mean, not as bad as, as the Big Twelve, but, no, but but yeah, but still not something that they're known for. <laughs> but but I mean, really, that in I mean, three guys is really my biggest knock. I mean, you'll you'll hear some uh, some a lot of programs that did a lot worse, but uh, I mean, Washington really got a diverse group of people. I mean, that's their that's their weakest categories, their linebackers, at least what I saw. Um, they didn't get any five stars, but still lots of solid players, lots of people that were, you know, ranked in the you know top 50 of their positions. Um, they said that out of that this class that makes up 23, only two are not ranked in the top 50 of their positions. Wow. And out that, of the whole class? Yes. Wow, that's actually pretty impressive. Right, yeah. So I thought, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, as far as, like, specific highlight players, uh, Julius uh, Bulow, he is from Kapolei, Hawaii. Um, he is six foot eight, 
331 pounds, offensive Ooh. tackle, four star. Big uh, boy. He's a big boy. Um, however, he he is raw. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, which isn't you know. Um, that unexpected. Sometimes you'll have these guys that have massive size, um, mm-hmm. so ranked high, but then their, you know, their their hands, their, um, you know, their their knowledge of the game is not always what it should be. But at Washington, you do have Chris Peterson, so I'm hoping that you know he can be a guy that will be developed and that Jacob Eason will uh, rely on him early. But don't <laughs> don't expect this guy to start. Um, but with right the right away. coaching, he could be good. Uh, another guy, uh, Corey Lusano, he's another one of those uh, offensive tackles that uh, is massive. Uh, he's not quite as big. He's uh, foot three, 270, so maybe not massive is not the, the right one. But he's a JUCO with three years of eligibility. Um, he was a guy that, even though he was a three-star uh, and a JUCO player, they were really excited about him because he's someone that is used to playing at a lot of different spots on the line. Okay, so he, you know, whenever injuries happen, he is going to be the guy that gets shuffled around. And it, mm-hmm. it's valuable to know who that guy is going to oh, be yeah. ahead of time, for sure. Um, you know, he's got long arms, and, uh, you know, he's got great potential to, you know, be in the lineup, you know, wherever he'll be um, pretty early. And then the last guy, and I'm, and I'm sorry, that there's a lot of, there's a lot of you know, uh, Hawaiian names, I feel, um, in, this, in this class, and so I'm, I'm just going to struggle. But uh, Puka Nak- Naku? Pukanaku. Pukanaku. Uh, he was a long ter- long-time USC commit. Um, he was the actually the Polynesian Bowl offensive MVP. Wow. Okay. So that that's something that is definitely what position? Uh, worth noting. Um, I'm trying to wide receiver. Him. Wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wide receiver. Six foot two, one hundred ninety pounds, four star. Wow. Um, but he is someone that's going to get upfield and score points pretty quickly. Um, he was actually the most productive wide receiver last year. He got uh, 2,300 yards as a senior. So that that's someone that – Solid. He's solid, but I still think he's uh, flying under the radar. I mean, mm-hmm. I think with Jacob Eason, I think this guy could really light it up in his first year. There you go. Um, but, yeah, I mean – what, what were they ranked overall? 16th. 16th yeah. and second in the Pac-12? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, they were. Yeah. Not bad. No, no. I thought it, I thought they did they did pretty good. And they got Dylan Morris, a pro-style quarterback. Um, that was the fourth-ranked pro-style uh, quarterback. He was the number one uh, in the state. So they did get a, a decent amount of in-state players and a lot of people, you know, California and the western United States. There you go. Yeah. Well, with their rival, uh, who lost to Washington in the Apple uh, Apple Cup, I think it's the Apple Cup. Um, you got Washington State under head coach Mike Leach, and I'm a little shocked. I mean, last year they were 45th. This year they're 64th. I really thought that Mike Leach would be a better recruiter than this. I I, I just under I had the impression that he just had a much better he did a much better job recruiting so seeing them ranked 11th in the Pac-12 is honestly a little a little disappointing however uh Mike Leach has you know they 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 do have limitations being in Pullman uh and it's just they've got some they've got problems that you know athletic department and finances and stuff like that where they're going to have limitations so what uh what what he does with what is given to him and what he gets, he honestly does a really good job out there. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, you've got to you got to replace Gardner Minshew, and uh, there's two guys that are coming in that'll be competing for that job. 
uh, Gunner Cruz, 6'5", 227 pound pro style quarterback out of Queen Creek, Arizona. And uh, do you know where that is? Yes, yeah, middle of nowhere. It's way out, kind of. Well, he went from one middle of nowhere to another middle of nowhere with Pullman, <laughs> Washington. Um, Queen Creek's really known for actually having really good football teams, so just really a lot of like kind of farm land out there. So there's sports. All they got is really sports. Got. Interesting. And then you also have Gage Grabrood, who's a transfer coming in from Eastern Washington, six two, two hundred and five pound pro style guy. Uh, which you know is pretty interesting. That's that that's Mike Leach's go-to. He's not wanting a dual threat guy. Yeah, he wants to stand in the pocket and throw for 700 yards a game. Yeah, that that gauge. He's gonna be the one that's gonna step up. Yep. I think according to most scouts. Well, there you go. Um, so you got those guys battling, and they'll probably try to try to redshirt Gunner. Then uh, another player that I thought thought that uh, was really interesting to look at was six foot seven, 280 pound, three star offensive tackle in Patrick Uchinski coming from Walla Walla High School in Walla Walla, Washington. Um, I really love his name and also <laughs> his school and high school. He's a big guy, uh, a little raw, uh, kind of like some of the guys you were talking about. He's the 85th-ranked offensive tackle. Uh, he didn't. He does not have an impressive offer list, unfortunately. He got offered by Eastern Washington, Idaho, Montana State. His only other D1 offer was Oregon State, which isn't great um, – Great company. Uh, Oregon State has been down. I'll be talking about them a little bit later. Uh, so that that's a little unfortunate. You also have, I need to find him on here, Simon uh, Samerzik. Uh, uh, I believe he is not an early enrollee, so I need to scroll down. Where are you, little buddy? Very bottom of the page. There he is. Uh, yeah, so he is a long snapper, six foot, 200 pounds. I always find it interesting when they get guys like you. You know, you get punters and kickers specifically, but when they grab these long snappers specifically, and all, he's a, the second best long snapper in the country. Very important. Um, I think that's a really good get for them. He's from Upland, California, Upland High School, so that's 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 interesting. Uh, and he's only the second team I think that has grabbed an actual long snapper specifically just to long snap. Right. Um, and then the last thing that I really noticed out of this class, um, so being in the Pac-12, you face a lot of uh, you face a lot of good quarterbacks. You get you face a lot of good offenses. Oh yeah. And Mike Leach has decided to go the JUCO route, grabbing a ton of JUCO guys for the secondary. Did you know how many he got? Uh, he got Daniel Ice. I mean, count him uh, from uh, Community College, three-star corner. Derek Langford was a three-star corner. Shaman Moore was a three-star corner. Travion Brown was a uh, – sorry, he was not um, – let's see, he was an outside linebacker from high school. There he is. Uh, Shimon Moore, Derek Langford, Daniel Isom. There's, I think, one more. I think there was four that I counted. Uh, yeah, Bryce Beekman. Uh, he's a safety, three-star, 6'2", 190 pounds. It's an interesting strategy for sure. I mean, it makes sense. Um, you, you get a lot of these corners out of high school, they're not ready. Unless they're the top of the top of the top – they're not ready to go. They're not ready for the complex schemes that they're going to be getting in um, college as opposed to what they were getting, the really basic stuff in high school for a lot of these guys. So going that JUCO route, see how it works out. I don't expect them to have an absolutely outstanding defense by any means, but uh, maybe they'll be able to hold their own. They had a really good team last year 
Uh, they were a couple. They were a couple games away from really having something special. And it's just funny because they've they've done that, and this is like this isn't anything new for Washington State. Mm-hmm. This has been a common thing for the past few years, but no one ever talks about them in the preseason, the off season. Yep. Uh, but I mean, they almost always finish ranked, and I yep. mean they they'll get up and you know towards the top ten, you know, uh, you know midway or you know two thirds through the season. It's just. Um, Mike Leach, I mean, he's he's a heck of a coach. I mean, he's a love, character. Love, love, love Mike Leach. Um, so, yeah, I, I wish he was. I'm glad he did not take the Tennessee job last <laughs> year. Uh, it would have been really sad because I wouldn't have been able to like him anymore. But I think that he has got a uh, – I think he's got a really good thing going out in Pullman. I'm ready, to, I'm ready to see what he can do with this recruiting class. Right. Talking about a recruiting class, let's get into Oregon football. Ooh. Okay. Got some got some good ducks, Go ducks on this team. Okay, they finished uh, in the number uh, nationally ranked seventh class. Um, you know, previous year they uh, were thirteenth, um, so getting a little bit better. Uh, they snagged the second highest recruit in the nation. Okay, they got twenty five total recruits in this class, which is a very respectable number. But it's interesting because out of out of all the players, I mean, they got some studs on offense. Don't get me wrong. But it was it was interesting to see how much defensive line depth they got in this class. Um, they're really trying to to build that pass rush up at, at Oregon, which, I mean, honestly, that's it's a pretty good strategy um, to go after those those quarterbacks that you'll be playing against. But second highest recruit, okay, Kayvon Thibodeau. 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 He, Thibodeau. What am I saying? It's Thibodeau. <laughs> he is the 23rd highest rated recruit of all time by 24-7. Wow. What number? 23rd, like, of all time. Of all time. Wow. So that's heck of a heck of a rating. Uh, I mean, this guy, I mean, it's, I mean, it's obvious. I mean, it's, he's got great instincts. Um, I mean, he's got fantastic edge speed, um, but I mean, he can also switch it up, uh, you know, with a bull rush. I mean, he's, you got his scheme around this guy for sure. Um, I mean, right now he's predicted to be a first round NFL draft pick, expected to make an instant impact, um, you know, starting, you know, with, with spring practice and going on from there. Um, I mean, the the biggest thing for him is that he can be a character as well. Uh, his he's got some attitude issues that have been noted, um, and and honestly, in today's NCAA, where players if they don't get what they want, they transfer. Oof. You could have this really good player going elsewhere. Mm-hmm. So they need to keep this guy happy, and keep him keep him playing hard. Uh, they also got Michael Wright. Okay, so Michael Wright. Mike Wright. Uh, Mike Wright. Mike Wright. <laughs> is a four-star cornerback, and he uh, has a 448-40 uh, time. Uh, the official evaluation described him as a thick kid. <laughs> I promise you, 24-7. He said Ooh. he is a thick kid. Interesting. I don't like that. They also <laughs> went on to compare him to uh, Casey Hayward. Ooh, you and, mean the goat? Yes. Okay. And uh, is another first-round draft pro- uh, projection. Um, I feel like they're calling Casey Hayward thick, and I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Go do you, Casey. <laughs> but Michael, I mean, he, he's really a great role player, um, but he, he is known to be a little bit of quiet and shy. He's not really going to be the leader. Um, you know, he's just going to be thickened by, uh, by himself. Um, but you know what? I like a guy that lets his play speak for him, (laughs) you know? Uh, so, so Michael, um, you know, if you're listening to this, we're all hoping for the best for you. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> Make it sound like he's got some like depressing thing happening to him. <laughs> no, no, he's he's got lots of opportunity. Uh, they also got Sean Dollars, which I like that last dollar, name. Dollar, dollar, money man. Okay, honestly, looking into this guy, he reminds me of. Uh, I, I think I said this about another guy. I can't remember who exactly it was, but this is a Patriots type of player all the way. Okay, oh, Sean no. Dollars. He's a guy that's got that initial quickness. He's not known for top-end speed, but guess what? You don't need that if you use him right, okay? He's got the good vision. He can break a couple of tackles. And the biggest thing is he is a great receiver out of the backfield, okay? You 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 know, you get him on a screen route. You get him on play action. I mean, it's, it's going to be easy for Oregon, especially when they have all these other weapons. Mm-hmm. So even though uh, Sean Dollars uh, is a four-star, and he's, he's technically less as an all-purpose back, 5'10", 185 pounds, um, I think he could really be a, a difference maker with Oregon. And uh, they also got Christian Williams. I feel like I need to shout him out. He's from Southwind in Memphis, Tennessee. Hey. Uh, six foot three, 297-pound three-star. Um, like I said, defensive line depth. They also got uh, Keon Ware Hudson, another 300-pound uh, defensive tackle. Uh, uh, Sueva Potty, uh, defensive tackle. Um, Did they call any of these guys well. thick? You know, I, I, I don't know. Um, mm. But they, they got a lot of a lot of good players, as well as uh, kicker Camden Lewis. Camden Lewis. That sounds North like a Carolina. kicker. North so. Carolina. Wow, going cross country. One thing that was interesting is they only got one person from Oregon. Everybody else is from mostly California and then yeah. a few of the southern states. So, Which isn't, like, entirely surprising, you know, just knowing how, you know, talent-rich um, California, California yeah. is. California, Washington. It's massive. Uh, Ohio. Interesting, they got some. They get some Florida people. Uh, Josh Delgado out of IMG. That's a wide receiver. They also got a transfer from Penn State as well, and a wide receiver. And actually got reclassified from a three star to a four star upon his transfer. So oh. he will be immediately eligible um, as a wide receiver. Six foot four, two hundred twenty one pounds. There so. you go, kid. Get away from Poach. <laughs> That's all I got for Oregon, though. All right. Well, going into Oregon's kryptonite from a few years back in the Harbaugh-Kelly battles, we're going to talk about some Stanford football. 21st-ranked clash, nah, nah, <laughs> I can speak English. Can you? It's the 21st-ranked class nationally, fourth-ranked in the Pac-12. And uh, no five-stars, but they got eight four-stars in this class, which was really interesting. You had Elijah Higgins, Austin Jones, who I'll talk about more in a minute, Branson Bragg, Stephen Heron Jr., uh, Joshua Pacola, Salim Turner Muhammad, and also Tristan Sinclair, Colby Bowman. I believe that was it, yeah. So those are his. Those are the four stars for this class. All of those guys are really great players. Uh, one player that I was really excited to watch the film on was Austin Jones. He's a five, great name. Austin Jones, 5'10", 195 pound uh, running back out of Oakland, California. He's a scat back, kind of like you were talking about with your guy. He's really good out of the backfield. Uh, great hands. Uh, they were listing him more as like a scat back when they were doing the the uh, breakdown. I saw I saw him talked about as a Duke Johnson Jr. Okay. Uh, comparison, which um, might not have the most gaudy numbers, but an excellent player, really, really great player out of the backfield and a difference maker on offense. 
They got some other guys. Uh, Elijah Higgins, I talked about him as well. 6'3", 214-pound wide receiver. He is a big wide receiver, big body. He dominates off the ball physically. Uh, needs to clean up the route running a little bit, uh, if I do remember that correctly. But he had, he had a very solid offer list. Florida, Ohio State, Arizona, uh, Arkansas, uh, among others. I don't feel like scrolling down on that whole thing. Runs a 4.5740, which for that size, that's excellent coming out of high school. He'll get some speed training on that. Absolutely. 434, 36-inch vertical. Uh, and interestingly enough, this is a very interesting uh, comparison. Uh, so he's a wide receiver, but they compared him to Evan Ingram, tight end for the New York Giants. Uh, Evan, and uh, he's a very pass-heavy, you know, he's a pass-catching tight end. That was very interesting that they compared him to a tight end. Right. Uh, he has good size. They'll need to put on more weight if they're going to move him to tight end. I don't think they have any uh, – I think they're just going to use him as a big-bodied wide receiver. Right. Uh, but, you know, that's that's a good comparison. Evan Ingram is an excellent player. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. We also – they were – yeah, this was interesting. They have players spread out from all over the country. Austin, Texas – Oakland, California, Crandall, Texas, Louisville, Kentucky, another California, Alexandria, Virginia. Uh, you know, you've got players from all – got D.C., New Jersey, Colorado. They did an excellent job. Columbia, Missouri, wow. Way to go, Mizzou, keeping your boys home. <laughs> Nathaniel Pete from Rockbridge High School in Columbia, Missouri, 5'875", pound, all-purpose back. Just noticed that he was from Columbia. Excellent job, Mizzou. Woo! Uh, some other guys that I'm really interested to see. You got Drake Nugent, 6'2", 275-pound center. Uh, he was the 15th-ranked center, uh, center in the country from Littleton, Colorado, Highlands Ranch High School. Uh, he is a – when you talk about thick, man, this kid is broad. <laughs> this is a broad kid, and uh, he looks – if you th- – picture what you think a center for football looks like. Okay. It's, it's this, this kid. This kid is your prototype center. He is a freaking block. Um, and then, no offense, like that, I, I played center um, when I played football, and uh, I, I, I envy. Were you, were you a complete block? Unfortunately, <laughs> no. I was square. a complete twig. I was like freaking six foot one, 175 pounds, which I'm not anymore uh, playing offensive line. It was terrible. Ryan Sanborn from Francis Parker School in San Diego, California, a 6'3", 195-pound punter. Uh, always got to shout out my specialists. Uh, other than that, like I said, they have a solid, solid class. Uh, they're spread out all over. Wakely Lush, they got a two-star tight end from San Clemente, California. It's really interesting. Um, they, they, they do a lot with their tight ends over there, so they, maybe they saw something that the scouts didn't from hmm. that kid. But, you know, Stanford with David Shaw, they're doing just fine. They're going to keep I'd like, like to see a little more from them, but. Yeah, I think I don't think they're going to – they're reaching the ceiling that Harbaugh set. Um, and I don't know. I, I, but I think David Shaw's in a good place. I don't see David Shaw leaving anytime soon. Uh, hmm. Knock on wood. I mean, I don't know. I, I, think he's, I think he's where he wants to be. Yeah. I don't think he wants to go anywhere else. So I think uh, – Stanford's in a good place. Solid recruiting class, and uh, they got a good one coming in next year as well. All right. Now, I don't know if I just uh, like Utah because the first two letters of the the state is UT, 
or if it's because they beat Bama in the Sugar Bowl a few years ago. But Utah has just, to me, just been a very interesting and just a fun team to to watch and keep up with. And they they just had – I thought they had one of the more interesting recruiting classes yeah. that we've covered I will say point. before we get into this, they've got their work cut out for them with their offensive coordinator hire, um, Utah fans – Good luck seeing your best playmakers get the ball because Andy Ludwig apparently does not like to do that. But Andy Ludwig was the coordinator yeah, when, when I, they beat Alabama. So it just yeah, depends it if depends. you know gets yeah. that Utah mojo back. Yeah, that's why we all thought we had a chance against Bama. <laughs> uh, they did fall back in recruiting a little bit compared to last year. Uh, last year was 33. This year was 45th. Um, but the Ludwig effect. The Ludwig effect. But it, it's interesting because out of their, uh, they got 16 uh, signees and they got uh, two hard commits. They didn't get any early enrollees, but uh, 16 signees. So and two, two guys haven't signed yet. Correct. Correct. Interesting. That is interesting at this point. Um, you know, and it's still it's March already, and there's still, still two seen. of them that aren't fully uh, on board. Interesting. But out of those uh, 18 players. Uh, they have six guys that are six foot four and taller. And listen to this. I don't know what they're feeding these boys at this uh, community college. There's a couple of JUCO guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one guy, uh, Bamadel Olasani. Okay. And I'll get into more on him later. But he's six foot eight, 330. <laughs> and then one of their uh, other hard commits, LaColby Tucker, is also from Garden City Community College. And he is six foot nine, 305. <laughs> Thick <laughs> with four C's. And I'm like, I just don't know what they're doing over in, in Kansas. Les Miles needs to infiltrate in Garden City. Is no, that was Independence. That was the last chance you guy who just got into some trouble. Oh, I don't know the, much about the, that. Yeah, he he sent some interesting text messages that we were not gonna talk about on this show. <laughs> it's a little uh, a little skeptical. A little, uh, yeah. yeah, he he had to big step oof. Down. Big oof text messages, if you would. But to to get into Olasani though he uh, like I said he's six foot eight uh, JUCO player originally from London England um, so that I thought that was interesting you know I, you see a lot of like kickers from Australia but you don't see a whole lot of uh, European players represented um, go back and listen to the Coastal Carolina episode for Tyrese Johnson Fisher that dude is going to be a beast <laughs> but but my player he he's expected to make an instant impact. Um, I mean, he uh, they got some really, like I said, some big guys, um, some really uh, good uh, linemen, but they're most excited about him. Um, they also got th- – this is a player that I, I've not seen anybody like him before. Um, he is a 6'8". Uh, Rivals has him as a 6'9", wide receiver in Darren Jones. Darren Jones, deep threat. Goliath. And he is actually another one of their uh, hard recruits, or hard uh, hard commits. Um, but can you imagine having this guy that is literally a mismatch against anyone you play? 6'9"? The quarterback can be accurate, and he can catch the ball at its highest point. It, it doesn't matter if he gets yards after the catch or not, because you just keep going. Every keep single going. play, you keep going to him. You're going to keep moving the ball downfield. <laughs> Um, I mean, uh, he's got the hands, and uh, I, it's just really not fair. <laughs> Considered a so. deep threat. Uh, you you sent me you, when you sent me that information. I had to look it up and saw some stuff. The kid's a deep threat. I will say it looked like he had two routes. It looked like he had the go route and the comeback. So Ludwig is going to have to do some coaching and uh, get this kid a little bit more developed on the route tree. 
but that is an excellent uh, that is an excellent asset to have for your offense. It's very unique, absolutely. And then uh, this is a guy uh, that they're also really excited about. Um, really, uh, just adds more dynamic to this offense. Jordan Wilmore, four star running back, originally committed to USC. Uh, some thought he was going to go to Arizona State, but he ended up choosing a better football program. He big put lies. Up, big, big lies. He, he made a mistake, is what I'm hearing. <laughs> Wellmore put up Oof. huge numbers, and uh, personally, uh, looking at uh, tape on him, he reminds me of Rashad Penny, um, who was at San Diego State last year, but mm-hmm. others have compared him ago. to uh, Doug Martin with the Raiders. Doug. Um, so, so those are two just kind of interesting comparisons. Ooh, old school Doug Martin or new school Doug Martin? I don't know what that what the scout thought. I, again, I thought he looked more of Penny to me because I mean he's yeah. Penny's got all the attributes. Um, you know he can do what you want him to do, and I think Wilmore's the same way. I mean he's got the speed, the vision, the power, the catching. I mean, you ask this guy to do something, he's gonna do it. Um, so I, I'm really big fan of his. I'm really fan of this big Utah recruiting class that they're gonna bring in. I would love to see Utah take some of these players. You know, if Ludwig can you know find a way to develop them, um, they could really uh, you know be um, in for. Uh, you know, disrupting some things in the in the Pac-12. I've been I've 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 been pretty brutal on Andrew Ludwig this episode. And I'm sorry, Andy. I actually don't despise you. I thought you were a good coach. You B-U-T. Just, uh, three times in a row. Uh, you just you've done some things that make me sad. They um, also got another pro kick, Australia punter coming in. So that's what the fourth, fifth one. That's that fourth or fifth about? one already. Wow. I mean, yeah, they're probably. I'm, I'm sure they're putting out like eight or nine guys a year, just oh, yeah. sending them D1 schools. So, speaking on USC, the former powerhouse, and especially, I thought they would still be dominating recruiting. And last year, they were the fourth ranked class in the country. This year, they fell to twentieth. And T. I, Martin left. Mm, I think it was more to do with the uh, the departure of Cliff Kingsbury, and also the. For the week he was there, yeah, for like the three weeks. <laughs> I he don't was know there. about that take, buddy. But also <laughs> the the I don't know what the word. I know there's a word I'm looking for, but the uncertainty of the head coach security yeah, with absolutely. Clay Helton. I think that really hurt them a lot uh, because he's a lame duck coach. Unless he abs, unless he wins the Pac-12 this year, in 365 days, Clay Helton will not be the head coach of USC. And I don't really think that's much of a hot take, actually. No. It felt a little hot coming out, and then I was like, no, that makes a lot of sense. He's, uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he did an okay job. He was in 20th rank class, the third in the Pac 12. They've got some solid guys coming in, but like I said, there was no five star guys. Uh, but they had some guys that I was really interested coming in. Um, they have one guy in Kyle Ford. Uh, yeah, where is he on here? I'll pull him up his, his, his body breakdown. There he is. He's uh, He signed his letter of intent. He is from Orange, California, 6'2", 212 pounds, four-star wide receiver. Um, and they had an interesting comparison. A they, they compared him to a former USC wide receiver in Juju Smith-Schuster, which is a – Look, I, when I watched it, I saw it. I, I saw what they were talking about. Yeah. Always just open, just mm. excellent separation. Um, and so that is a player to definitely keep an eye out, especially if he can turn into a Juju Smith-Schuster type wide receiver. That is a, a really, really good thing for USC. Or USC. Uh, USC. <laughs> uh, another player that I was really high on is Drake Jackson 
from Corona, California, a 6'3", 269-pound uh, strong side defensive end. Big, powerful guy, comes off the ball. Uh, he has good pass rushing moves. He's the third-ranked defensive end in the country. Uh, he needs – he's 56th overall player. Uh, needs to work a little bit more on stopping the run, I think. I mean, it was – he dominated in high school. Like, it's it's hard to say, oh, well, watching the film, he definitely needs to – because he was demolishing everybody they played against. Like, mm. he was just so physically dominant. But at the next level, I think some of the techniques are going to have to be a little bit more refined, which that's – for 99.99% of the guys, that's going to be the same. You're going to have the same story across the board. Uh, but this guy is someone fun to look out for. And then the last guy I want to talk about, uh, Jude Wolf, a six foot. He's listed at six five and a half, but I'm going to let, call him six six, two hundred and fifty pound tight end uh, from Bellflower, or is that? Uh, yeah, Bellflower, California. And his uh, pro comp was Kyle Rudolph, the tight end for the Vikings. And I was like, that's a solid player to be uh, to be to be compared to. He's a good run blocking tight end. He's, you know, comes off the ball strong. Again, he's 6'6", 250. He was physically dominating high school players. But uh, he has great hands. He didn't drop, you know, I mean, it was his highlight, so obviously you're not going to see the bad plays. But he looks like he had sure hands. Uh, he had good route running ability. And he wasn't always open, but he almost always came down with the ball, like when they were in coverage. Like, he just looks like a solid player to watch. Uh, so I, I was really... Really a big fan. Um, there's some other guys on here that are going to – I mean, a lot of these guys are going to make a impact. You have Keaton Slovis from Scottsdale, Arizona, 6'2", 186-pound pro-style quarterback, Desert Mountain High School. Uh, I don't know if you know where that is. Took my ACT there, actually, so yeah, I know where it is. Nice. Uh, you got some other guys. He was an early enrollee. Drake London. Uh, from Moore Park, California, wide receiver, 6'4", 200 pounds, big-bodied guy. They're they're solid. I think this team is going to look a lot different in a year, though. Uh, they did not get any transfers. Interesting. Um, I know they had um, they had some tumult. What was that guy that transferred from – let me double-check. Hopefully that wasn't Kyle Ford. I just now remembered USC wide receiver – to Texas. There was Brew McCoy. Okay, that's what it was. Brew McCoy transferred to Texas, so he's not actually listed in this uh, USC. So they did have a five-star guy that they did have committed. He was an early enrollee oh. and then decided to enter the transfer portal and go to Texas. Uh, yeah, he was that's tough yeah and i think that had to do with cliff i think that was a big cliff thing and again the uncertainty so you did you lost your one five-star uh player i don't blame him though for no. going to texas going to texas that's a solid program going on over there right now right. so that's usc uh the the foundation is still there but the walls are coming crumbling mm. down uh good luck uh good luck clay helton i will say this i like their offensive coordinator hiring graham harrell um a less sexy Cliff Kingsbury, okay. Uh, young guy played quarterback for Texas Tech. I don't you remember. You remember Graham Harrell? He's the one that threw Michael Crabtree that touchdown pass to beat Texas. Ooh. Lit up the Big Twelve when he was quarterback. So he's a good quarterback. He was a good quarterback, and he's got a good mind. And he's done. He's done well so far in his career, and he'll he'll do fine at UCL or at USC. And I think he might be their next head coach. Mm. 
Not now. That's so, a hot take. That's a hotter take. Yeah. There it is. I had to get some singe on that. Alrighty. And next <laughs> we have Arizona State, and we are actually this is going to be his very first coverage and last and last coverage. <laughs> wow. Of, uh, so Arizona unappreciated State. right now. We'll Matt see. Edie Edson, take it away. Take it away, Edie. Okay, so ASU picked up 21 guys this uh, recruitment season. The national ranked 31st, Pac-12 ranking of fifth. Not that great, but second year for Herm Edwards. It's gonna Herm. Be Herm, good old Herm. So actually him and his offensive coordinator, Rob Likens, have their work cut out for them. They picked up three quarterbacks because we did lose uh, Manny Wilkins mm. last, last year. So this is last year playing for us. So it's going to be an interesting to see how this quarterback matchup falls because they got three new guys coming in and one guy from last year. So a total of four potential quarterbacks. But NCAA being what it is, guys that aren't going to play are just going to transfer away. So yep. in an interview listened to earlier today, he said we're going to pick up as many guys as we can. They don't want to play. They can transfer out. So mm. Interesting. His whole idea is the best guy will play and other guys that aren't as good can kind of – they can stay if they want to, but he's totally understanding if they want to transfer to someplace, they will play. But they ended up getting four four-star recruits this time, so it's going to be a fun year for them. Uh, a couple of the guys that I was looking at would be Jaden Daniels, who is – he doesn't like being called a dual threat, but that's what he's kind of – Interesting. He, Does he want to be more considered as a pro style? More, Yeah, he wants to be more pro style, but they call him dual threat just because he is able to do stuff with his feet no one else can really do. So – Kind of athletic pro style. Yeah, it's okay. kind of that. It's kind of a weird gray area. He doesn't like being called it, but that's what they ranked him as. So that's obviously what everybody's going to be calling him. Maybe like how Aaron Rodgers is a is a dual threat because yeah. he can scramble. Yeah. Hmm. So that's mm-hmm. one of the quarterbacks that they got, and then they also got Ethan Long, who this is interesting. They're comparing him to Tim Tebow. Oh no! <laughs> Only oh, in the way yeah. that he talks about his faith a lot, apparently, and he's really can like command respect from people around him. All right. Okay. So that's quarterback. Big, quarterback. Yes, okay. exactly. Which is something you kind of want in your quarterback, someone that can lead your offense and kind of someone to rally behind. Which Manny Wilkins, not a great quarterback. He's good, but he's really good at being kind of that leader. Mm-hmm. So that's where they're trying to find a new person to lead him. They also went after five offensive linemen five receivers, and three defensive lines. So they definitely saw some needs and went after it Went after it hard. So obviously receivers, they lost Nikhil Harry this year to the draft, which my boy is putting up some great numbers right now. I'm very happy for him. Uh, one, Solid. One of them, Jordan Carley from Austin, Texas. He's 6'1", 190, three-star, but it sounds like one of those guys that throw it around him. Somehow mm-hmm. he's able to come up with it from some of the different videos I was watching with him on it. And they also have a Roe Wilkins coming over from Rice. So he's going to redshirt his senior year. He's a redshirt senior? Redshirt senior. Okay. So he's going to be a defensive tackle. So it's just one of those really interesting. Just interesting. Coming over from Rice, you Coming said? over from Rice, exactly. So he was just kind of. Probably just a grad, tra- probably a grad transfer in this case. Yeah. Right. Okay. But yeah, it's going to be a kind of, don't want to say rebuilding year, but. Obviously, ASU lost a lot of key guys to either the draft. They lost Kill Harry, defensive tackles, and a couple other guys to graduating. So it's just going to be interesting to see what a good old coach Hermie Herm can do this, this year. I mean, really, I think he's doing better than people expected him oh, to. Because he got throttled him yeah. last year. So even like inside of Arizona, people were very like, this guy hasn't coached in 
years. Yeah. Right. He's 20 a, years. 20 years. He's ancient. No one really knew what he could do anymore. At a press conference, they asked him, what, how does it feel to be a Sun Devil? And he didn't really seem to know that the mascot was a Sun, Sun Devil. devil. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of like, ah, oh, being a Christian man, I stay away from the devil. And everybody's like, this this, this is not bode well. You're this a, is, this you, is not going to go well you for You are us. a Sun Devil, sir. But he did yeah. a really good job of kind of rallying guys around him. So hopefully it's just going to hey, be fun to see how this quarterback thing plays out. Right. There you go. I mean, my my only, I guess, uh, problem with this class is that he only got one linebacker committed and none actually have signed at this yeah, point, that's um, which it could, be, it could be a, a big issue. I'm not sure what their depth looks like right now. And then they got one tight end in Nolan Matthews, who is versatile in that he's, you know, run blocker and, you know, he can get some short yardage plays, but... Um, but I guess for the most part, you know, for Edwards is defense isn't that big of a big of a thing. So yeah, yeah it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they'll make do. Her, Herm will figure it out. Hermity Herm. Hermy Herm Herm. All right. Well, uh, I will go ahead and jump onto the f- this team was the very first team that I previewed for the Power Five uh, last year in my season breakdown. And uh, spoiler alert. They will be the first Power 5 team that we'll be discussing this year. It's the Oregon State Beavers. They were awful the last year and the year before last. But They get a new coach? They did not. Uh, <laughs> they still have Jonathan Smith, same and as last year. It'll be the first episode next year. Yeah. Well, okay. Recruiting-wise, they were the 68th class nationally. Not great, but... Missed out by one. But they did get five transfers, uh, three of which from Nebraska. That's weird. Very weird. Um, and uh, one from Arizona. You made the right decision. And one from Oklahoma. Um, you've got Ty- uh, Taiwan Lindsey, 5'9", 161-pound wide receiver. He's a four-star in high school, considered a three-star guy coming over from Nebraska. Addison Gums, four-star, both high school and transfer coming from Oklahoma. He's a... 6'3", 230-pound defensive end. That, okay, so just put it in perspective of DK Metcalf just for a minute. Okay. They're the exact same size. DK Metcalf is a defensive end playing wide receiver. 6'3", 230 pounds. And he runs what? How fast is he? uh, DK ran like a 4'3", Oh, my gosh. Uh, So it's straight line speed. He he has worse agility than Tom Brady, but – that was like he actually tested lower in agility than Thomas Brady did at the combine. Thomas Brady. Thomas. <laughs> oh, Tommy. Sir Thomas Brady. Uh, you've got Avery Roberts, a six foot one, two hundred and twenty pound uh, inside linebacker, four star high school, three star transfer coming from Nebraska. Tristan Gebbia, quarterback, four, uh, three star transfer, four star high school coming from Nebraska, and then Nathan Eldridge coming over from Arizona, six foot four, three hundred pound offensive guard. Uh, so. While Jonathan Smith, Coach Smith, didn't do great in the recruiting aspect, which they have a lot of uh, limitations, again, being in Corvallis. Corvallis, that is a baseball school. Uh, Totally get that. Uh, Number one in the country. Uh, Totally get being a baseball school. But also they've got some some solid guys. They did one thing that I, I really liked, and I'd like to see them do more. They got Omar Spites from Crescent Valley High School in Corvallis. So they're getting their hometown guys. They're keeping them there. So that was solid of them. Uh, inside linebacker, six foot one, two hundred thirty-five pound guy, three stars. Most of their guys are three stars. Luke Musgrave, 
uh, from Bend, Oregon. Uh, six foot six, two hundred and thirty-five pound uh, tight end. He's solid. Good. He's gonna make plays with his hands. He's gonna, he's okay blocking. I think he's more of a receiving tight end. Again, not all not a lot of these guys were super just like overwhelming when you watched them on film. They were good players. They're gonna get. I mean, there's a lot of these guys that are gonna get overwhelmed. Uh, JoJo Forrest from Mission Viejo. Is that how you say that? Viejo. Viejo from Mission Viejo, California. 5'11", 175-pound corner. Uh, he was fun to watch. He was the 87th ranked uh, tight end – or, sorry, corner in the country. Uh, 93rd player in the state. And then the other guy that I wanted to talk about, he's down here, Thomas Seo. He is from Bartlett High School from Elmendorf, Alaska. Yeah, Elmendorf, AFB dot huh. Alaska. Air Force – Oh, Elmendorf Air Force Base, Alaska. So he uh six foot four, three hundred and thirty pounds. He is the number one player from the state of Alaska, but he is not ranked nationally. Uh. So three star center. So I think I think he was kind of physically dominating everyone around him. Um and I think they might have gotten them a diamond in the rough here. Maybe he's a guy that's going to uh Shocked some guys. He flew in under the radar in high school just based off of like who they were playing against and stuff like that. But unfortunately, it's not going to be very long until we're talking about Oregon State again. Mm-hmm. And they'll be matched up with UTEP again on that. So that'll be a fun redo episode. So, yeah, that's all on Oregon State. All right. And then we're going back to uh, Arizona now with uh, Kevin Sumlin. We have to. Which Kevin someone I I forget I, who I was ex- where I was expecting him to go, but it was, was it, not the pack. I was, was not it, expecting the pack twelve. Florida I was, State. I was that might have been. I where think it I was, was thinking Florida State. I think yeah. I was. And, but instead, I mean, he ended up at, at Arizona, and it'll be his his first year, first full. Yeah, and so I I don't know yeah. what to think about what he's going to do there with the players that he's currently got. With, with this class, I mean, he, he did okay, uh, 56 nationally ranked. So, I mean, he did improve it a little bit from last year. Um, Extremely I mean, underwhelming last year, though. Right, yes. I mean, this year they only have uh, one four-star in Jalen Curry. Besides that, it's it's three stars across the board, and a lot of these players are uh, are not nationally ranked um, or ranked you know, outside of the top 50 of their position. Um, but looking, you know, just at, you know, what type of players they, they got, they got a lot of defensive guys, um, which it's interesting. Cause that, I felt like at Texas A&M, that was an area that someone always seemed to underdevelop, you know, he could, you know, for, get, get that great air raid, uh, offense. Um, uh, but then the defense uh, would be so bad. It would end up being a close game. So it'll be interesting to see how these defensive players, uh, are used or underused, uh, they got uh, Grant Gunnell, uh, which I think is a great name for a quarterback. Grant Gunnell out of Texas. Yeah, uh, that's three a Texas st- name. <laughs> it is three star guy, six foot five, two hundred and twenty two pounds. Um, I, I like this guy a lot. Um, he might be my favorite uh, player in this uh, in this class. He he can scramble if needed, but he is very accurate, like scary accurate. Um, which I don't know. I don't know because with with the air raid offense, that's not something that you typically see. So it could work really well, or um, you know, it'll. I don't know. 
it's uh, it's something that if if someone works his magic, he could have a very good college career. Mm-hmm. But this dude, he's got nine and a half inch hands coming out of high school. Wow, which is bigger than I feel like most uh, quarterbacks in the draft going into the draft this year. Um, so Grant Gunnell, name to remember, um, and then Bobby Wolf. Um, he's listed as an athlete. But if he is at the cornerback position, he might play right away. Um, he is a cover guy that doesn't give a lot of separation. Uh, you might as well call this guy Elmer because he's going to be stuck to the receiver like glue. Um, so Bobby Wolf. Can um, we kick him off the show now, please? No. You, you like my jokes. And then they got Miles uh, Tapusoa. Okay, He's a Juco guy that um, everyone, he had 100% about going to Houston, and then he flipped and went to Arizona. Last season at his community college, he had two sacks and 11 and a half tackles for a loss. Um, he can be disruptive, but – Is that had, from the end position or the tackle position? He was at the end. End position, okay. Um, but he's got the most success when he's not a one-on-one situation. So Arizona, I, I don't see them – making many leaps and bounds with this class, but maybe stay around the, the same with it. I, I think they're going to be similar to last year. And Luce Day see you in the Desert Bowl again. That's a terrible-sounding bowl game. My God. It's the like, Desert Rivals Bowl or something like that. Ugh. It's not a good bowl game. That's man. gross. <laughs> the Tumbleweed Bowl. The Tumbleweed. <laughs> they also the, the blew cat- a giant lead that cat- game. Cacti Bowl. Well, uh, speaking of coaches who are blowing it, Chipper Kelly, or Chip Kelly... <laughs> Uh, Yeah, I was shocked. I thought that Chip Kelly was going to do better than this. But uh, he had a 19th-ranked recruiting class last year. This year, 41st. Ooh. Oof. Uh, Sixth in the Pac-12. Not good. And the the on-the-field production, not good really either. I I don't know. I was kind of expecting a little bit more out of Chip last year. Uh, They did get some solid guys. They uh, – the the gym – of this recruiting class, and he is a stud. I will give him this. Sean Ryan from San Juan Hills in San Juan Capistriano, California. Sure. Uh, six foot five, 325 pound guard. Pro comp, Zach Martin, uh, Cowboys offensive lineman. Okay. Uh, solid, uh, solid, solid offensive lineman. That's a good comp. He's going to be a good player to watch. He's very good. I mean, dominated the competition that was put in front of him. Uh, another player that I was really uh, that I really thought was interesting to find was the six foot five, two hundred pound wide receiver in Charles Njoku. Now, does that sound familiar? It does. That is the younger brother of David Njoku, the tight end for the Cleveland Browns. And this guy's going to be a receiver. And he is a wide receiver. He has another brother. Um, let's see. Where is it? Uh, Njoku. Yeah, so he is the so is this is interesting though. He did not go, so his older brother David Njoku went to Miami and played tight end, and he has a current a brother there currently in evidence Njoku playing wide receiver. But he did not go to Miami like his brothers did. Huh? Uh, was he offered by Miami? Uh, that might actually this is great podcasting, but I'm gonna look to see if they offered him because if they didn't, I feel like that's kind of a not a very nice thing to do. But I get it's a business. Looks like they did. I thought I saw it when you scrolled up. The you. Who are we talking about? There they are. They were actually the first school to offer him. Whoops. <laughs> well, oh well. Um, Wanted to make his own path. I don't I blame get, him. I don't blame him. I like it. I like it. From Wayne, New Jersey, Wayne Hills High School. 
Uh, John Ward, a 6'3", 227-pound outside linebacker. Uh, trying to scroll through here. Bo Taylor. How do you spell Bo, Austin? B-E-A-U. Well, uh, that's correct. I was hoping you were going to say B-O. Uh, That'd be Boo. You have B-O, Wesley. Oh, my God. Boom roasted. Oh, okay. We're shutting the show down now. We're done. <laughs> this is... We're going to start over. Uh, no. <laughs> Please, no. Carl Jones, a six foot one, 195-pound safety from Bakersfield, California. Uh, looked good. Never super dominant on the field, but also played against really good high school talent. So I think that'll transfer over to the next level pretty well. Uh, yeah, they did okay. None of these guys are just like... The Charles Njoku, I really liked his film. Sean Ryan, I really liked him. Everyone else was just kind of meh. They didn't get a quarterback, uh, I don't think. Let me double check. Yeah, no quarterback. Oh, yeah, they, they did. They got one quarterback, yeah. Chase Griffin uh, from Hutto, Texas. 5'10", 186-pound pro style. Uh, 160th player in the state, 42nd overall pro style quarterback. Uh, so they got a quarterback, but I don't think he is their answer in the future. Tell about the quarterback or yeah. uh, Kelly? Uh, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, I don't think Kelly's going to be there very long. It's just the, the, the Chip Kelly 2.0 experience is not working out like I think a lot of people thought it would. Right. Uh, so we'll see. Maybe he gets it turned around, but I'm just not seeing it right now. Uh, so that is all on UCLA for now. All righty. They'll be back early next season, or early in the preview series. I do know that. Right. And now we're going to get into Colorado, which is the last team that I'm covering. Uh, they were the 44th ranked class, up eight spots from last year's 52nd class. Uh, they do have 25 total signees, which is a respectable number, but no early enrollees. I'm, I'm looking at this class. I'm not overly impressed. Uh, they definitely added a good amount of weapons on offense, um, some solid receivers. But uh, defensively, uh, frankly, they, they failed on getting secondary players. Um, that, that's going to be tough. Um, their highest-ranked player, uh, Joshua Allen. Josh, Josh Allen. Josh. I mean, you've got two Josh <laughs> Allens getting drafted in back-to-back years, so now. Isn't that interesting? Josh Allen. Josh Allen. And Josh he's, he's a <laughs> – he is a uh, JUCO guy, um, six foot two, two hundred and twenty-five pounds, inside linebacker. Uh, had some SEC offers, um, but chose to go uh, to Colorado. Um, I think he's someone that could be a leader for for the defense. I don't think that his um, his attributes. I don't think his speed or um, you know, his is just power is going to make a huge difference. But I think he can have good vision. I think he can really be a good vocal leader for this defense. Uh, their best defensive back that they got in this class um, was Mark uh, Perry. Um, he runs a 4 6 um, He's expected to get early playing time. But like I said, that's just because this team does not have defensive back depth. Mm-hmm. And with the two that they got, it's just not going to be – that that good so i mean just expect even though he might do okay i mean this is still going to be unit that's going to struggle next year um he's a good tackler but i think he gives too much space um i have a question for you a little um a little a little off topic okay but it it, it has to do with colorado what do you think about the mel tucker hire i mean i i think that 
I think it could work yeah. with Colorado, honestly. I, I don't know. It, I think it might take some time to, to show for it. But, uh, yeah, I like it. They, uh, Derek Mason was rumored for the job. Uh, and so a lot of Vandy fans were a little on – I wouldn't say on edge, but were just very intrigued by it. And so when Mel took, Tucker took the job, we were all kind of like, hmm, okay. I, I feel like at, at, the, at the best that would be a lateral move for Mason – I, I think it, Vanderbilt's a better job uh, than Colorado at, at this point. Um, I, I mean, Mel Tucker could change that in a couple of years. I think but. Colorado is an easier job. Oh, I would say it's an easier job for sure. Um, that's a good question. They also got uh, Levante uh, uh, Chenault. 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 Um, he was their second highest uh, recruit, three star, um, 48th ranked receiver, six foot one, 185 pounds. Uh, this guy is is kind of slow for me. Uh, I mean, he's a receiver that runs a four four seventy six forty. I mean, he's only six foot one. I mean, he's not like he's it's like a big guy out there. Um, so I I was kind of asking the question, why is this guy their highest rated receiver? Mm-hmm. And it's because he is still a physical guy. Um, I mean, he's a guy that's going to go out there that he's got the motor where he's going to be sprinting down the field each play. And uh, you know, doing what he can to to get open. So, um, I mean, he's gonna be a good role player, but nothing just jumps off the page for him. And then they got another Perry. They got Quinn Perry, no relation to Mark. He's a JUCO guy that he's expected to make an immediate impact. He uh, was the community college MVP last year, um, as he had 71 tackles and six sacks. Um, I re- I really like this guy. I think he's hungry, and I think that if Mel Tucker can keep him healthy, um, he is probably the 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 guy that is going to get the the most work uh, next year. They also got a guy from Austria, which that's the first we've seen not Australia like Austria. Austria, interesting. Yeah. Which who is it? Valentin Sen from Austria, 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 Austria. That's <laughs> what his. Player card says what? Uh, what position? He's a tackle. He's six foot seven, two hundred and eighty-five pounds. Ah, he's an offensive tackle. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, the last school that we're going to be talking about is the Cal Bears under head coach Justin Wilcox, forty-second ranked nationally, seventh in the Pac-12, and they had one of the more physically impressive players that I have seen in Kuani Dang. Kuani Dang is a six-six, two hundred and thirty-five pound. Outside linebacker, four stars out of Independence Community College, and I, I bet he hits like a truck. I mean, he is an he is a sure tackler. You can watch some of his watch watch this. He got a forced fumble here. Watch it. Amazing podcast. I mean, this is great podcasting. But thumps. Ooh. he thumps. Runs a four six forty. Physical freak. He's from Virginia. Had an interesting offer list. Uh, he had, I know Auburn offered him, Virginia Tech, Texas A&M, UCLA. Uh, had a bunch of offers, but he signs with Cal. And, um, you know, he's still very raw. Uh, but, I mean, 6'6", 235 with a 4'6", 40. That's, that's impressive. Uh, another player that they got that um, he's not the most physically dominant He's not the most, like, he's not the best quarterback prospect I've ever seen by far. 
But this kid wins. This kid is a good quarterback from Gilbert, Arizona. He's six foot four, 190 pounds. Listed as a pro style guy, uh, Spencer Brash. Uh, but you know, watching some of his game film, they call him a pro style, but he can he's mobile-ish. He runs a 47740, so he's not fast, but he's able to get around in the pocket. Uh, he's he's an athletic guy. Uh, oh, Vandy offered him. Well, he made a mistake. Uh, <laughs> no, but he's a he's a good he's a good player, solid solid guy. Brett Johnson from Desert Vista in Phoenix, Arizona. Vista, Desert Vista. Vista. Bista, um, six foot no, five, two hundred and seventy-five pound defensive tackle. Uh, let's see who else. This class again, not overly impressive, uh, but you know they've got oh McCade. How would you pronounce that last name? Matower, Matour, Matower, Matower, Matower from the Woodlands High School in the Woodlands, Texas. Uh, he's the hundredth best player in Texas, which is honestly pretty impressive. Offensive guard, six four, two eighty-seven. Uh, but, yeah, just scrolling through here, most of these guys, eh, they'll be fine. They'll be competing for a bowl game. They got another quarterback in Devin Modster who'll be competing third. Uh, you say Devin Monster? Modster. Oh, Modster. Okay. Modster. Uh, yeah, no specialists. The Penn State fire sale is still going on with Isaiah Humphreys transferring, 5'11", 191-pound safety. Uh, he has to sit out a year, but... As Penn State had the most transfers out out of they, any program we've Nebraska seen? was pretty high. Scott Frost has run some folks off, it looks like, but uh, which makes sense with a new coach. But Franklin's been there a while. Yeah. So this is uh, interesting to see the fire sell. I, I'll, I'll, we'll definitely be looking into that more come the preview breakdown. Uh, but that's going to wrap us up for California, and that's going to wrap us up for the Pac-12. Uh, you know, I am – so next week – don't hold us to it. Uh, we will probably do, be doing the American Athletic Conference. Um, our spring break is coming up soon, so we'll probably save the independence for that week because that'll be a really short episode. Uh, it's like five schools, I think. Uh, so that'll be a shorter episode. So that'll be during our spring break. Sorry. Uh, you know, got, got, got stuff to do. But, uh, you know, we'll probably be doing the American Athletic if everything holds on schedule. If not, this does wrap up the Power Five. So we've talked about 65 schools so far, or 64 because Notre Dame is not considered Power Five. So 64 schools so far. Uh, we've got 66 to go on the recruiting breakdown. There so we're we essentially halfway through the recruiting breakdown. Um, it's going well. I'm excited. Uh, we've got big things coming on the graphic side and the, some, other, some other stuff coming. Uh, but it's good looking well. Uh, thank you all for listening. You guys have anything? Yeah, just uh, like and uh, subscribe and tell your friends about it. Absolutely. Where can they uh, find us to follow us on the social medias, Matt? They can find us on the social medias. I feel old saying that. On Instagram and Twitter at Piped Up Podcast. Yep. As well on, let's see, or on po- Apple Podcasts, Piped Apple Up po- Podcast. And YouTube. And YouTube. Hit the subscribe button and the bell right, icon. Right Don't, here? Nope, nope. Stop. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> stop it. Stop. Follow us on Vine and MySpace. <laughs> okay, I'm... Follow me on LinkedIn. <laughs> I am going to delete this whole episode. Yeah, this is this one's gone off the rails, and I'm so happy so about it. Bad. Uh, hey, we're, so we're cruising right at an hour, so we're good. All right, well, that's <laughs> going to do us for tonight. Thank you guys for joining me, uh, and this has been the Piped Up Podcast.